1: They, Sunina, you will rise up, rise up, yeah. Jonas Kane is an author, magician, and facilitator of fascination and purveyor of positivity, working to empower, engage, and encourage corporations, organizations, and individuals to turn adversity into possibility to excel at work, home, and beyond. Jonas has been featured on Jimmy Kimmel Live written several books and owns hashtag positivity, a casual apparel company dedicated to promoting positivity into the world. As a leader of the social entrepreneurship hashtag positivity, Jonas helps emerging leaders and their influencers to experience greater clarity, confidence, courage, and joy in their life, work, and relationships bringing a three-decade career as a professional entertainer to the educational industry, the online courses, professional development workshops, and keynote presentations that develop together as experiences that equally perform, inform, and transform. Welcome, Jonas Kane.
0: Jonas, thank you so much for being here today. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely love seeing you back and (laughs) seeing the hashtag positivity on the shirt super exciting. I know we have a lot to catch up on and a lot to discuss today. I know you've got so much going on, so many exciting things, but I know you very well. However, the audience does not. So That's please give us an introduction and sort of everything that you're doing now, and then we'll get into the journey.
2: All right. So my name is Jonas Kane. <laughs> I am a, a facilitator of fascination purveyor positivity and owner of hashtag positivity, which is my mission is to support emerging leaders and their influencers to develop clarity, confidence, and courage in their everyday life.
0: I love that. Yeah. I love that. So tell us a little bit about your journey. How did you get to this point? Cause I know we've had several conversations and several sit downs and you're actually the one that helped inspire this whole show. So that's a big deal. Could you share that story of how did you get to this point? How did you get to magic? And there's this whole beautiful story that you have that I'd love Absolutely. for you to share. I think it's
2: so powerful. There's so many details to this. Absolutely. Because where I am today, I never would have thought I would be here, which is one of the reasons why I really believe it's encouraging to see how everything changes. Right. You know, I remember something that, that my mom said years ago. I remember I was telling her about a teacher who was just always complaining about things and she said, you should just tell him, this too shall pass. I was like, well, I don't think I can tell him that when he's mad. (laughs) But, you know, that really stuck with me because even things that are frustrating, this too shall pass. And it's true. I, I remember getting into the lowest of being despaired and that has passed. But also I've had wonderful, amazing experiences. And you know what? those two have passed.
1: Right. So
2: it can be discouraging or it can be encouraging depending mm-hmm. on how we, uh, we look at it. So I'd be happy to share with you sort of how I got here yes. as the facilitator of fascination and purveyor positivity because yes. it wasn't always that way. right? Uh, so nowadays I, I very much focus on a lot of education, a lot on you know, behavior change for ourselves and to influence others uh, around us. But I started off just as, as a magician just entertaining people, doing magic shows, you know, a happy heart is good medicine, <laughs> Right. you know, so, which is great. But where I started, I was doing magic shows. I was just a little boy You're just fascinated by magic. Here it is, you know, people doing things that no one is supposed to be able to do. Right. And I was a very shy child. So I was even afraid of my own family. So seeing people doing what you're not supposed to be able to, that was very alluring to see. I was like, oh, I want to learn how to do this stuff. So I started to learn magic tricks. And that allowed me to not be so shy anymore because I had something that Ah. gave me the confidence that I needed in order to step up and share things with the world. So that, that was my passion for the first half of my life was sharing something special with people. And really, I, I'm still sharing something special with people, but it's really evolved. And the reason that I've gone from doing magic to doing empowerment is I went through a crazy time in my life, which I know I've shared yes. uh, this story with you. I'm happy to share it again. You know, I'm going to share with you a snippet of the dark time, because that'll give you a hint as to just how bad things got. So we, everyone has something to complain about. Everyone has something that they're frustrated by. I remember I woke up, I think I was 20. 26 at the time. And I woke up. I was still half drunk from the night before, which was a huge change because I didn't have a drink. I, I never had a drink until I was 24. Wow. So to all of a sudden wake up in the morning still drunk from the night before, it's like, whoa, you know, this too shall pass. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 <laughs> you know? right. So, and I rolled out of bed. I looked at my desk. There was a perfectly typed suicide note. I, Typed it up on a computer, printed it out, signed it. I had no recollection of doing this. Clearly wow. I did. Wow. And I remember just sort of strolling into the bathroom that morning. And I did. I looked to the mirror and I was like, you know, a full beard. I was always clean shaven, you know. Right, so right, you right. Know, this too shall pass. And I was like, I looked in the eyes and it's the eyes. I looked in the right. eyes. I was like, I don't even know who that is. Right. My life had gotten to that point where out of control, out of control. And what I realized then was that I didn't want to live anymore, clearly. I had just right, typed a right, suicide right. note, but I, I didn't want to live the life that I was living right. anymore. But I also knew it was impossible to go back to who I once was, because when you go through something, when you go through an experience like that, right. uh, and I'll share with you what that experience was that that got me to that point. But when you go through something like that, it changes you. Right. And you can't, that was one of the, one of the frustrations that I felt like I was, uh, I felt like I had died. Like, you know, the person I once was died.
1: Yeah.
2: And part of why it was so, so challenging is, you know, if someone dies, you can't just, just resurrect them. You can't go right. back to being who that person was. Right. But that's what, it's as if that's what people were telling me to do. Like, oh, you can, you can move on. You you can, you know, just get back to your old self. I was like, no, I can't. That's impossible. Right. So one of the things that really helped me was embracing that change, embracing Mm -hmm. that reality that, oh, everything has changed. And now, okay, well, who is Jonas? (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) What is this? Who is this new Jonas? And what do I want to bring to myself and to the people around me? And That's when I really started to heal. I mean, it was still a long process after that. But that was a huge turning point for me, was realizing Jonas is dead. Right. Who is this new Jonas 2.0? Right,
0: right. (laughs) Wow. That's, thank you for sharing that. Thank you so much for sharing that. you're welcome, you know. And I mean, however much you want to share, you're more than welcome to in terms of the experience. But I think it's so powerful what you're saying because I feel like so many people, when they get to that point, they don't really know where to turn, right? And they feel like others, they they feel so alone within those moments. And one of the reasons, you know, I remember it was that conversation that we had that really brought me to like, wow, maybe someone was going through that right now, may not understand there's other people that are going through the same thing or have gone through the same thing in the past, but got a chance to resurrect the way you did yeah. in such a positive, beautiful way. And it takes immense strength to get there and to, and to even talk about it because you could go get past something, but then to really talk about it takes a whole nother level of strength. And I admire that so much about you. And I remember hearing that story the first time I was like, how could someone so beautiful and so strong and so positive, go through something like this and still shine the way he does, you know? And like, I just found that so inspiring about you and your stories. I was blown away. I still am hearing it again. I'm like still blown away. And I think it's so important because, you know, showing that vulnerability of yourself helps other people sort of feel a little bit better about what they're going through to know how they can make it through too. And to know someone else, hey, listen, he made it.
2: I really believe that's true. A lot of what I do now I do a lot of programs in schools. I'll go, I'll work with college students. I'll work with high school students, middle school students, you know, uh, but I also work a lot with their influencers. So with teachers, with social workers, counselors, parents, and so forth. I really focus a lot on what I call the emerging leaders. I I call them uh, 16 to 20 year olds. That's really my core group because they're not exactly kids anymore. Right. They're not exactly adults yet. They're at this very interesting time where they're trying to figure things out. School does a fantastic job. Of teaching academics. Things that, of course, they need. They need this stuff, but they largely leave the social emotional things to chance, the psychological capital, the emotional intelligence. They really leave that to chance. And that's where I really felt like I was, I was failed. And really, I I think everyone has failed in that in school, if if we're relying on other people on the schools to teach us stuff. So that's that's really where I. Focus on because I'm conv- I am convinced that if I ha- if I knew all of the principles and practices as tools and strategies that I had to learn in the trenches literally in the trenches everything right. that I teach now in, in my presentations still doing magic but it's it's as an engagement and teaching tool so I'm doing magic to point to truths and to teachings is really drive drive these these things home And you know all of these things that i teach are things that i learned i had to learn them in order to survive so right. I, I ended up doing lots of research a lot of reading a lot of a lot of studying a lot of trial a lot of, a lot of error so all of the things that i talk about are things that i've personally used
1: mm-hmm.
2: however there are also things that are backed up by research so it's so it's mm-hmm. not just things that have worked for me personally but it's things that's worked with thousands of people as well.
0: Right, Yeah, that is amazing. So can you share a little bit about your work sort of now and how your journey sort of led you there? Because I know you've written books, you have the hashtag positivity yeah. clothing brand, you have the magic, which I want Def- to see some magic. I will show you some magic. Definitely, definitely want to see some magic. I want to talk about this book. Let's talk about it.
2: it. This goes in line with what you were just saying about sharing the stories. You know, this is the first book I ever wrote. It just happened the other day. A true story. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, a little, it, this really tells my whole story about where I came from and why I am who I am today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll tell you what had happened. So this this book is a book that I was supposed to write with my best friend, Stephanie. Yeah. And uh, we, it was going to be all about our crazy adventures together. And uh, we, we already had a title for it. It just happened the other day, a true story. That's what we're going to call our book. Wow. Because anytime she told the story, she would say, oh, it just happened the other day. Huh. Even if it happened months or years earlier, <laughs> it just happened the other day. Aww. And whenever I tell a joke, I, I I like to say, "Oh, it's a true story." Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? It's a true story. <laughs> Why did the chicken cross the road? <laughs> so, so, so that was going to be the title of our book. But she died very suddenly before we had had a chance to write it, and it just completely, completely destroyed me. It, we, we had just gotten engaged to be married, right. and just like literally a week to the day later, she was gone. It was. Just very sudden. It it wasn't like she was sick or it was an accident. It turns out it was a blood clot, but, you know, there's no way you could test for that. So it really destroyed me and really it shook everything. Everything that was important to me all of a sudden wasn't important because now my whole vision of what reality was completely changed, which I now see as a blessing. Right. Everything changes. (laughs) Right. This too shall pass. But it really took me a long time to really process it. And one of the ways that I processed it, it's backed up by research. If you share your story, if you write about it, even if you don't like tell it, as long as you're writing. Right. For me, writing this book, it was able to get it out of me. Right. So that didn't have to be in me. It didn't have to be eating away at me because I literally I had the whole story written. I then I could I could close the book. And I remember as I was writing it, I was reliving the experiences too. So wow. I would be be writing the story, typing away at the computer and happy times and laughing times, you know, right. bright sunny days. And then I'd get to a certain point and be like, oh, I know what's coming. right? And it would hit me. Right. It, would, it would hit me, but I had to get it out. So here it is. Uh, it just happened the other day, a true story about the whole process of, you know, through the through the pain and the, and, and the struggle, but at the end, it's, it's a hopeful book. Yeah, it's a sad story, but it's actually a happy story. I think it's a happy story. And what you're saying too about sharing the story, it does help others know that they're not alone. Yes. Because so often when we're sad, when we're depressed, when we're at that breaking point, we can often think that we are alone. Right. We can think that we don't wanna tell others because they're not gonna understand or we don't wanna be a burden on them. Mm-hmm. But really when we're at that point, there are people who have gone through their own version of the exact same thing. You know, you know, my right. version of, of losing someone will be very different from someone else losing someone, but the pain, it's the same. Right. And there's also people that will always care about us. We all right. have people that, that care about us. So reaching out, whatever that, that looks like, it's so important. So that's right. why in, in one of my presentations, I do tell the whole story into detail about it. It's one of those stories that I don't have to tell anymore because because right. I, I wrote it right 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 <laughs> but in the right circumstances if I'm invited to go to speak to a group of young people you know and, and they need to hear that story I'll share that story and the magical right. thing is hearing that story it opens them up yep you know even if their story is completely, completely different, different but you know talking about losing a loved one talking about depression talking about alcoholism I mean I by the time I worked through my grief, I had an addiction to deal with. Wow. So uh, I was able to work through the grief. And I was like, okay, now I have to work through alcoholism. Okay. Right, <laughs> you know, so right. so one of the things that I really stress is that, you know, finding healthy ways to deal with these things, right? which is what my book, uh, 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 Are You Positive? So this is, I've written a number of books I over have the years.
0: That one. That's the one I read. Yes, yeah. this, this
2: is. I think, I mean, you're supposed to love your first, I suppose. But I think this is my favorite (laughs) because this really talks about my whole philosophy, really everything that I've learned along the way. And it uses the word positive as an acronym for eight steps for thinking, being and staying positive. And it even includes a whole chapter on how to stay positive while dealing with negative people.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> Which I is, think the whole
2: entire world needs to read that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So yes. what, do you want to
0: share the eight steps? Oh, yeah, sure. So I would love that.
2: So these are what I love about this. Again, it's memorable because it's the word positive. Yeah. You know, it sort of serves as like a little like a little cue. So uh, P is plan, play, and pursue. So plan like you're going to live forever. Live like you're going to die tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> no. Pursue each day for the gifts that they hold. So wow. it's about mindfulness. It's right. about being intentional, taking right actions, and, and so forth. So that's P. Okay. Yeah. Now how are that, you playing
0: today? How am I playing? That's a. Great question. I'm loving life, living the dream. I'm here with Jonas. I follow you
2: on on Instagram. I see you playing out there in the world. A little bit, just a little, you know,
0: work hard, play hard kind of mentality. I do see
2: you doing a lot of planning though. Oh my goodness. I think of all the people I know, you're the biggest contender. <laughs> Thank
0: you so much. I've always tried to it's like be one step ahead and like, you know, always think about okay, how does this move affect the future and what does my bigger picture look like? It's like a game of chess. Yeah, it really is. Because, you know, like for me and all my ventures, it's like I've been through like so much in terms of going through the restaurant world, then getting into real estate, having having no idea what I was doing because I was brand new to it, and then shifting into this bigger perspective of empowerment too so i sort of feel it too like how like the smallest things sort of led you in your journey and i think it's so fascinating cuz you are the purveyor of uh, I am the purveyor of positivity I'm facilitator of positivity of fascination, of fascination. <laughs> there we go so no definitely i'd love to yeah. oh jonas you're the best
2: <laughs> well you know what I mean? i'm a mirror <laughs> no if you think i'm the best it's really because you know that you're the best no See how positive he
0: is? He's so amazing. I love him. I, you know.
2: <laughs> it's what I do. It's who I am. It's not just what I do. It's
0: who I am. You know, it's incredible. It's incredible. But I love this book. I remember you actually gifted me this and I read it in like a day because it was amazing. It's large print,
2: double spaced. So it's, so it's, it's a real page turn. That is the- <laughs>
0: I think that's the secret, you know, because it's really easy to digest. So I thought it was absolutely fascinating, but I'd love for you to
2: share the other one. So, yeah. Uh, so, uh, plan, plan, and pursue. Huge. You know, yeah. and it, it kind of, I mean, it kind of goes in order, I suppose, but really you can use these in all out of order. What I like to do is, I've actually, one of my favorite things is I experience something less than positive. <laughs> and I experience something like a, disappointment of some kind, I literally pull this book off my shelf and say, okay, which chapter do I need today? (laughs) (laughs) So I, I literally, I still use this today. So uh, the O is open your mind to a world of possibilities. So it's, it has possibility thinking as opposed to limited thinking. So opening your mind, it's about a growth mindset Mm. as opposed to a fixed mindset. It's about, about relying on internal resources as opposed to external factors. You know, it's like internals, like, you know, you can control, How hard you work, or you could wait to win the lottery, (laughs) you know, but that's something outside of you. But it's it's, really, it's about internal possibilities. So opening up to opportunities, opening your mind, S is stimulate Mm. your passions. I like to use the word passions, which I define as the intersection of our natural talents, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: the things that we do better than most people with little to no effort,
0: Mm -hmm.
2: right? What's your natural talent?
0: I think communicating. Yeah, In a weird way, I think like that's, that's what it is, is like people being able to engage. That's what I figured out over the years is like my thing. Like I love that. And it comes. I feel it. Natural in a weird way. You know, it took me a really long time to sort of get there. But. The
2: first time I met you, I met you at this luncheon and I didn't know who the heck you were. I was like, <laughs> I don't know who this woman is, but you, you stood up and you, you just radiated. And I was like, I need to know this person. <laughs> I don't know who she is, but I need to know more. Right, so yeah, so you were able to communicate, exude that passion, so I would absolutely say. Absolutely,
0: and I I thought the same for you. When you stood up, I was like, he is awesome. I gotta get to know him. Magnetic. Energies, energies.
2: (laughs) So that's the first part, is Mm. natural talent. The other part is your natural interests. What are you interested in? What do you value? What do you think about, even when you should be thinking about other things? I know for me, I you know, like when I was in school, I'd be in like math class, I couldn't wait to get to band. (laughs) Because I was like, you know, those are just the sort of things I was thinking, or I can't wait to go home so I can practice my magic trick, you know? So the things that you think about when you should be thinking about other things, what are you naturally great at? Find a way to integrate those, because bippity boppity boo, Mm. the magical Venn diagram, that's your passion. Mm. And as long if you start with your passion, fantastic. Don't stop there. Right, right, right. (laughs) Because if you stop there, you're not going to really go very far because just starting there, though, will get you started. Uh, One of my favorite books, it's called High Performance Habits by Brendan Burchard. Have you ever heard of this book? I have heard of it. I have not read it, though. It's a real page turner. Well, I I had it on Kindle, so it's a real clicker. (laughs) Uh, But uh, (laughs) one of my favorite analogies in that book was saying how a Super Bowl winning quarterback doesn't just know how to throw a ball. I mean, you have to start there. You have to know right. how to throw a ball. Right. But you have to master you know, teamwork, nutrition, mental toughness, contract negotiation, brand building. All these things that have nothing to do with throwing a ball, right. but everything to do with winning a Super Bowl. <laughs> right? So right. that's why natural talents, natural interests start there. Then there's all these periphery things, mm-hmm. you know. Like one of my periphery things, I'm going to ask you what yours are. But but one of mine is, I recently went back to grad school. Wow! I'm now getting my master's in education in curriculum wow. instruction with an emphasis in learning design and technology. On top of everything else that you're doing, yeah. Because why not? you are unreal. <laughs> but the reason though is because my whole, whole focus is on education, helping right. people to change their behaviors, to be more positive, change their attitudes, to be more. So I realized that I needed to, there were all these periphery things that I needed to know how to do. So my passion isn't learning design and technology, but it's a periphery skill that I need in order to uh, work within my strength zone. Right. What's your uh, periphery skills that you're learning?
0: Construction, I mean, you learn, on my development projects, you learn per property that you're working on. Every Mm. single property is so different and there's so much to learn. And it's like, every time you think you've got it down, but it's like, always keep going i've, I've learned you know because i was always a perfectionist in high school and in college like it's like i was that person you know because in high school i was like oh i had the boyfriend he was on the football team i was you know i was prom queen i had i was on honor roll all the time like my life was you were dating the perfect football, yeah? yeah yeah you, you know it was yeah. one, one of those so like nice i thing. had the perfect life you know and then i got like the full scholarship to college and this kind of thing and that everything sort of shifted for me after college and so my whole life, like, I always wanted to, like, it was like, all right, I want to perfect this. And I never was really, like, open to learning more. I'm like, no, 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 I've already got this down. Like, I was like, I always wanted to know everything and, like, be that, like, know-it-all but not realizing that I was doing that to myself kind of thing. And when I opened myself up to the process is when everything changed. It's like, you are, yeah, like, like, that was one thing that really struck me because all these changes happened in my life. And it was like, you're always learning Pam, you know, and learning that like the the greats are always learning too, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, it was all these things that, you know, sort of shifted my mind and to thinking, Pam, you've always gotta be learning. It's like where I was seven years ago when I was in the restaurant business, I had two restaurants by the time I was 21 and like, <laughs> and then now being in real estate and basically closing my first seven figure deal ever last year, like I look back and I'm like, you know, had I not opened my mind and hustled and continued to learn and still continue to do that, I would have never been here, you know? So it's like constantly reminding myself that the process in itself is a beautiful thing and that we are always learning and always evolving. Because that was one thing, you know, for me, it's like, no, oh, no, I've got it, you're like, this is it. Like, it was like a very closed mind. And then when life happens and lemons are thrown at you left to right, you're sort of forced to shift in a way and open your mind and go through those processes. So then, you know, getting into the restaurant businesses and then getting into the real estate, like being in all these different places and meeting so many fabulous people like you, you know, it's like, Pam, like you don't, you know, there's so much to learn and there's so much beauty in the process too, not yeah. just the end game kind of thing.
2: That's, well, that's one thing that I've really embraced over the past. Yeah. So is this idea of having the process goals rather than the outcome goals. Yes, we can't exactly. control the outcome, but we can control the process. We mm-hmm. can control what we do. One of my favorite experts that I'm following is Dr. Rick Hansen. He has a oh, fantastic yeah. podcast, the Being Well podcast. Mm. And one of the analogies that that he gives is, I'm going to paraphrase it heavily, but you know, you can't will the flower to grow, but you can water it every day. Right. You know, so you, you can nurture it, you know, that as part of your process. And w- so the question becomes, what are you nurturing every day? Right. What you, what you focus on will, will be perfected. It will, it will, it will, it will grow. Right. Yeah.
0: I absolutely agree with that. Cause like for me, embracing the process was, I think one of the hardest parts, cause I was always so obsessed with the outcome. Like you just said, like, it's like, this is what I wanted as the outcome. And I tried to control things in my life mm. as I always did you know, up until high school and then everything-
2: Everything changed. Just shifted
0: and it was like these constant reminders to just always be
2: embracing the process, which you so beautifully said. What was that shift for you? Was there a certain moment or a certain thing that, that shifted for you?
0: In high school? Yeah. Oh yeah, you know, I had this boyfriend for four years and then um, three and a half. I was like, three and a half.
2: I'm not good with fractions. I, I will
0: say four. <laughs> But he was like my first serious boyfriend. Like, you know, I thought, you know, when with your first love, you just think like, it's your forever. whole world is yeah. like, this is it. Like, I'm done. Like, it's the most stupid thing you could possibly be thinking <laughs> in high school. And like, he went off to college and then like broke up with me. Jerk. Right? And, <laughs> and so I was like, so frustrated. I'm like, how is this possible? You know, like, it's like all these shifts that I just was not anticipating. And then... Basically, what had happened after that was like, I got accepted into the same college on a full scholarship, and I almost didn't go because you didn't want to go to Stonehill wanna, College. Yeah, because so, I did not want to run school. into it. I was like, I was like, no, no, no. And my best friends are like, You are insane. You better take the scholarship. It's a huge campus. Stay away from him. you know, like that kind of thing. But like at that time, it was like, I was used to having control over everything mm. my grades, my life, like everything. And then it got to that point, and it's like, like life was happening and I didn't know how to pivot and how to change you know Mm. because I was like this was you know in my head I'm like I had planned it all out yeah you know and at that age as a teenager you're just like oh it's supposed to be like this like it's not supposed to change like this is what what it is and that that was like a turning point for me and then I went through a bunch of stuff like after college but it was just that was like the entry point to like him, life's not perfect kind of thing. Yeah. Embrace the process and stop like trying to rush through life. You know,
2: what I love about that part of the story about how you almost made a decision based off of one thing. Right. But you had positive people in your life who encouraged you to really make right. a decision based off of this other way of looking at it, which is really what the fourth step is. <laughs> I love it. Yes. <laughs> the I identify your responsibilities, right? You know, what, what are your responsibilities to yourself, right? To your values, to your mission, to your family, to your friends, to your parents, to your mm-hmm. society, to, to whatever, you know, what are your responsibilities and, and we'll never be held responsible for things that we have no control over. Right. Right. So it's, it's only the things that we can't again, again, again going back to the process right. and, and, and you ultimately, Made the decision to not make a decision based off of the fear right of running into this guy this right. jerk <laughs> but you made the decision like okay yeah even despite the chance I might see him and emotions might rise I'm you made the decision to make a choice based off of love for yourself being kind to yourself right and doing what you needed to do to enhance your life to be and have a more positive right life. yeah absolutely. so that's fantastic
0: absolutely and there was I mean there's a whole series of stuff after that but it was like that was kind of the first like disruption it mm. was like because i played on every sports team i was in like every single association you could possibly imagine national Honor society and all that and it's like i felt like i had everything so in control and then life just like nope
2: life has other plans for it us. sure does yeah.
0: so oh, i love that now the fifth step
2: the fifth oh and you this is one you already have down <laughs> take consistent action <laughs> mm. which is huge because it's one thing to Plan, plan, pursue, open your mind, sing your passions, identify your responsibilities. Yeah, it's great. But unless we are called to do something with it, what are right. we doing with it? Right. I think we were talking about this earlier about, you know, you know, what does it call us to do? Right. You know, instead of complaining about what everyone else is doing or not doing, mm-hmm. you know, it, uh, you know what are we doing about it? It's, it's a call to action. It, it's not doing what everyone else is doing. It's not doing right. what everyone else thinks, but it's, you know, what is important to you and what are you doing with it it's mm-hmm. for, for your work, for your mission, for whatever your, your responsibilities are.
0: Mm-hmm. Take
2: consistent action. You're doing that. <laughs> I mean, you I have try. How, you have how many projects you're juggling? Oh my gosh. It's like four development projects right now.
0: And then like working on permitting three and and on the brokerage end with clients. And when and is all your that ice cream shop sh-
2: open for the season?
0: In this this, um, in April. But you know, actually that's the most recent shift Tell is I sold and leased it. Oh my goodness, so, look at you. So yeah, because I wanted to focus more towards my mission and I felt like that was retracting.
2: You identified your responsibilities for yep. your real core values. Yep. Which you can still eat ice cream, but just not at your own store.
1: Yep. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I
0: was at Ben and Jerry's yesterday. It was super good. But you know, what I had realized was where were my passions, you know, Mm. where were my passions and what was I succeeding with and what sort of was taking my energy away a little bit. And my store was not, it got to a point where I couldn't physically be there anymore because of all my duties in the real estate field and everything that I was doing. And my i had a, i realized a lot of attention and energy was going towards that and it wasn't like the passion just wasn't there anymore and i figured i was like you know there's somebody out there that i'm sure wants to start his or her first business and they want to get something rolling and you know we'll appreciate this more than anything you know this opportunity because they don't come around much often like when my store was pretty much built out seven years ago brand new and it was just waiting for the right person to take it over. And I put it up for lease and I met this wonderful woman, Vicky, and she came in and she told me about her dreams and everything that she wanted to do. And so the torch got passed to her and she's going to be opening in April. I love that. Yeah. So it was like, it was hard. Cause that was my first baby, hmm. you know, and it was like, it was a hard shift. It's like, you know, cause we're working on your first baby and you're entrepreneur as an entrepreneur. That was the first business I ever knew that I really started myself. And pulling away from that and shifting to focus on the bigger picture Mm. was difficult. It was like a bittersweet experience. So it was like, now everything's different because I decided to focus on that, open up my energies and my time a little bit more so that I could work on things like this show and focus more on real estate and building a team and that kind of thing, which is where I find the most love and passion for. But it's, it's funny because without my store, I would have never gotten to the real estate part. Yeah. So it's like it was part of the journey, but yes. it's, it's the hardest part is kind of letting go.
2: What I love about that part of your story about stepping away from the ice cream shop, it's part of taking consistent a- action. It means to every yes that we say to, to one thing is a no to anything and everything else that we could be doing, doing. during that time. Right. And likewise, every no that we say to something is opening up to a world of possibilities. Well, we're saying no to this. So what are we going to do with that time and energy and focus and attention? So Mm -hmm. you are able to identify what really feeds Mm -hmm. your spirit and your values and the things that are are important. So you're doing amazing things. And this also brings us to talking about this next step. The I is invest in worthy guides, which really goes both ways. Now, Hmm. what I mean by invest in worthy guides is... Uh, you know, mentors, mm-hmm. coaches, people who have been where we want to go, people who do what we've done and they know the way, show the way and go the way with us, but it also goes the other way, uh, which ties into the V, volunteer your gifts. which. Part of that is mentoring others, right? helping to bring up those, like passing on the ice cream to shop to, to someone else, feeding mm-hmm. their journey, passing on what you've been given to, to help them out. So uh, so the I and the V in positive, really, they go hand in hand, hand in hand. It's seeking help from worthy guides, but also helping out others as well, volunteering your gifts to, to, to help mm-hmm. out others.
0: Absolutely.
2: Now for the E. Ho-ho. This is... Epic. It is e for it, epic. It, it, <laughs> it is epic. Expect surprises along the way mm. because we could have the best laid plans. We can think we know everything and, you know, we, we could think we know it all, but really, Expect surprises along the way right. because n- nothing is for certain. And I have, I mean, I think I know what I'm doing, but tomorrow everything may change. change. And but it was like, oh, I was expecting that to happen right. or something to happen. So, so really, it's this idea everything this too shall pass. Expect surprises along the way. Right. So that. That ties it, it. It really. Anytime I run into any problems or any issues or any anything, I, I literally I say, okay, which which step do I need here? Which idea do I need to focus on? Mm. And now, yeah, sad things still happen, and you know, unfortunate things happen, and things pop up, and right. I don't just shun them away, or mm. but I also don't fester in them. I, right. I process them, right? And this is for me, and it's helped out a lot of other folks. It's a way to process things Mm -hmm. and to focus on what we can control as opposed to what we can't. I absolutely
1: love
0: that.
2: Hashtag positivity. Hashtag
0: positivity. (laughs) So let's talk about that for a second too.
2: Tell us all about hashtag positivity. So this was started by a buddy of mine, one of my my great friends, Jason. Hey, Jason. Well, he is a firefighter and he started it because you know how firefighters well maybe you don't know i don't know if you know but you know they they like to joke around at the firehouse you know some not always in the most positive way so (laughs) what they would do or or so i'm told this is how it happened is anytime they said something really negative or did something really what they would do was a way that they would say hashtag positivity as a way to sort of erase all (laughs) (laughs) whatever they just said Yeah. yeah so my buddy jason decided wow you know maybe Maybe there's something to this. There's lots of negativity around. Right. What if we brought more positivity? What if we focused on that instead of the negativity? So he ended up drawing up the logo. Nice. On a napkin. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) And uh, he created... Uh, the logo, and then he started printing them up on shirts and hats and hoodies, and selling them in the community. Uh, he would he would donate portions of the proceeds to local charities and local events. Wow. That's kind of as far as it went. It was it was just focusing on spreading positivity, which is huge. Wow. And then uh, maybe it was a year or two later, he started to bring me on um, because I was doing lots of work in schools, right. working with, with with folks on on this education side. So he brought me on to do a positivity program and so we 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 did that for a little while and then one day he just decided that he wanted to do other things Mm -hmm. but he loves the hashtag positivity he didn't want to see it die so he he, he passed it on to me wow and i've just rebranded all of the stuff that i was doing
0: into 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 this
2: brand and now we still have the shirts and hats and hoodies and everything but really the focus now is on the education side it's about how to help others to shape their behaviors, to be more positive, take more positive actions, everything that's in these yeah. steps and, and to help shape their attitudes and, and really to, to bring positivity for themselves, the people that they influence mm-hmm. in, in their schools, in their work, in their homes, and in their communities. That's incredible. Oh my gosh. Because, you know, we use hashtags mm-hmm. to share ideas, right? Positivity is something worth sharing. Absolutely. So hashtag positivity. Love it, yeah.
0: I love it. Now, question for you. What would your older self tell your younger self, based on everything you've experienced in in life to date? It's a deep question. I know you could take. A
2: you know what I? You know what I would say? I would really echo what my mother said: "This too shall pass." And mm. I don't think I would understand it, or if I did understand it, I wouldn't have believed it. Mm. Sort of like that idea, like when I was going through the darkest of times, you know, people would say. Something similar. It'd say, "Oh, you, you, you're gonna, you're gonna move on. It's gonna be okay." You, you know, whatever people say when, when right. you're grieving, well intentioned, right. but but it's not always received well. Right. So I would say that, but I would tell myself, I say, I know you're not gonna believe it. <laughs> I right. know you're gonna think it's a bunch of BS. <laughs> right, right. But I'm, but I'm telling you, just just keep. Well, maybe this is the real lesson. The real advice is to just keep breathing. Mm. To, that's actually one of my my favorite quotes from Castaway, Tom mm. Hanks. I've got to keep breathing because tomorrow the sun will rise. Mm. Who knows what the tide might bring? Absolutely. I think that would be the advice I would, I would give.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I know you mentioned magic quite a few times. And the audience has not had a chance to see your beautiful tricks. So I think if you could do a couple, that would be Awesome.
2: Well, I do have one that is my absolute favorite, and I'm rolling up my sleeves because I don't want you to think I'm cheating. (laughs) I will cheat. I just don't want you to think that I am. Mm. Now, to do this, I need something magical, and money is always magical. This is. I call this the dollar bill trick. Ah, Huh, ma'am? yes have you ever seen the dollar bill trick i have not i don't think you may take the dollar bill make sure that is a real dollar bill that you might find in your own wallet or purse yep okay now legit this is my favorite magic trick it's not about the dollar bill it's about what the dollar bill represents Mm. see this is us right now in this moment filled with our hopes filled with our dreams filled with potential and opportunity right but it's just a dollar bill now, I am here to say and suggest that whatever you want in this life, no matter what it is, if, if you want it with all of your heart and soul, if it's something that is really important to you and something you really value, you're willing to ask for help along the way and take consistent action, mm-hmm. well, then no matter what it is, you can. Whoa. <laughs>
0: Stop that right now.
2: Okay. I just <laughs>
0: saw this live.
2: Can I see you that? You may take it. Make sure that it's a real $100 bill.
0: Jonas, I need to hire you on a daily basis <laughs> to turn all my dollar bills into hundreds. Whew.
2: I you're love your amazing. face right now. I, Look okay. at her face. Isn't
0: that? <laughs> that is so... So now you've got to tell
2: everyone where to find you because you're full of amazingness. Well, I do want to bring up one last important point with, with yes. this. As real as this $100 bill is, And as true as it is that you can really achieve whatever it is you want, I really believe that is true. If we put our joy, if we put our happiness, if we rest our happiness in our contentment in our peace in achieving these dreams, whatever they are, what we're doing is we're destined to be disappointed Mm -hmm. because yes, we could achieve them, but everything is temporary. This too shall pass Mm -hmm. because we're still just right here. Oh my gosh. But that doesn't mean we should be disappointed
1: because oh, we can gosh. still
2: focus on the process and who we are today in this moment, what character we bring to every moment. Thank you I for letting me that. share that Thank
1: with you. Thank
0: you. So incredibly talented. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much for coming on today. I really appreciate it. It was such
2: a joy being here. Oh Thank you gosh. so much. Thank I always you. Love seeing you. I love seeing you too. Now the people have got to know where to find you. Yeah. So hashtag, like the word hashtag, h yeah. a s h t-a-g hashtag positivity.com you can find all the information about the company information about me all my programs i also have online programs i have a video series i'm on episode 165 right now i just released i have i have a podcast now called on a positive note i have a a a monthly article series called positivity papers you can find me on linkedin you can find me on facebook instagram twitter all the social places so look me up there i'd be happy to connect with you with all of you
0: jonas thank you so much thank you so much for being here today everyone thank you so much for watching today's episode was sponsored by the vip salotti our furniture sponsor and also the moshe group please subscribe to our episodes thank you thank you thank you and thank you again jonas for everything and for coming by today and sharing your story
2: the only dream that i've been chasing is my